the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Oh, here we are, Rachel. We are. Are you? You're all stretched out and ready to go. I have my Grinch slippers on. You have your Grinch slipper uh, or slippers. You have a Grinch thing right here. <laughs> him on uh, on on the mountain. You I... have a Grinch snow snow uh, 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 globe right there, and then you have limited edition Grinch Adidas sneakers and a Grinch Christmas tree and and uh, and a big Grinch. Uh, uh, it, no one can see behind the camera, but a big Grinch uh, uh, statue that's just staring at us right now. <laughs> and take it even one step further, you have a package of Hershey's Kisses <laughs> that is Grinch themed. Rachel, oh, and oh no, those are avocados. Never mind. Or are they? No, nope, oh, that's Grinch. Nope, and you have like a makeup bag or something that has a bunch of mini Grinch heads on it. Rachel, I'm starting to think. Uh, I'm starting to think you like the film, uh, The Grinch. So I think I might like green guys because my favorite <laughs> green guys non christmas movie is shrek so i don't know what's happening but i take it upon myself every year um to turn my condo slash house into the grinch cave yeah and um, your work it's working like it <laughs> what hasn't been done yet is i haven't put up my uh grinch decorations on the tree mm-hmm. we also haven't gone over all of the grinch stuff in my office Yes, there's even more. Like it's, it's <laughs> and insane. and my Grinch blanket, and also this is now a fantastic time to announce that maybe later this week I will be dressing up as the Grinch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's, fellas, she likes green guys. If you like, <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna slide into Rachel's DMs, make sure to paint yourself green first. Um, and, and also, you gotta like make me dinner and, <laughs> and yeah. Well, and even on top of that, like you know, because I get emails from like local theaters and like an independent theater that's close to me is playing The Grinch, and it's almost like, well, now I know where I'm taking Rachel uh, for a night out. So you're very you're you're a simple woman with simple tastes, and those simple tastes are The Grinch. Exactly, and it's funny because like the guy that I'm seeing right now mm-hmm. has never watched shrek because he said that's his like never have i ever thing when they play like the drinking games yeah which is so funny but he's like i guess now like we're well past that so i'm gonna bully him into watching it he'll get a kick out like the movie shrek is so funny it's it's as it holds up like it's as entertaining as it was as a kid watching i remember watching in the theater like it's as entertaining elf and the Grinch with Jim Carrey came out like within, I think, two or three years of each other. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Because the Grinch came out in 2000 and Elf came out in 2003 because this is the 20 year anniversary mm-hmm. of Elf. Um, and I have an Elf figurine that I like haven't unpacked yet. That's the only non Grinch thing that will be like in my apartment mm-hmm. and the Christmas tree that my grandfather and I built. But like, I don't know. The Grinch is just so me as a human being. Should Mike dress up as Cindy Lou Who is the question here? Sure, I'll do it. Uh, like we're gonna we're gonna you know like have some fun costumes and something for the holiday season, if you will. Like yeah. I will wear the the um the yellow tights. Oh my god, Mike for, wearing yellow tights. For, Let's uh, go uh, for what's it called for Buddy the Elf. Uh, that'd be great. But like Cindy Lou Who, that it's funny. Cindy like the I'm pretty sure the actress who played Cindy Lou Who yes. is like 
is like a punk rocker these days. What? Like she le- she's like the front woman of like a punk rock band, like a hardcore like. That's kind of amazing. Like it's it. She was also. I'm pretty sure she was on Gossip Girl too. Taylor, uh-huh. I think it's Taylor Momsen. I think is her name or something. But all I know is that like she is like super like with like the intense like dark eye makeup like. Damn. Like all that kind of stuff. Speaking of Christmas theme stuff, we're gonna release the second Mike's Meals for yep. one. Um. <clears throat> And I'm going to do, Mike can vouch that my condo smells pretty good right now. Rachel decided to brown butter right before we started recording. So this place smells like a freaking cookie factory right now. It's so great. I'm making the family recipe like from Germany Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, part of that is you have to like brown the butter with the sugar and it takes all this stuff. Like and three like, days. Dough has to cure yeah. for two days. <laughs> like it's crazy. Then it has to rest for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And then... I can bake it. So it's like a process, mm. but I mean, it's uh, maybe I'll do a video on, on how to make those. If not, we'll do like Christmas themed baking. Oh, like, we'll do a We'll do a yeah. Christmas themed, like even aside from baking, like we'll do like a Christmas themed, like Mike's meals for one. Like my goal for Mike's meals for one is to do like a full, like I think like our magnum opus for it. And uh, I don't know if we should hit our magnum opus three episodes. In, I don't think so. But is to do like a full Turkey dinner. Cause I Ooh. can do it. Like, so, so I, maybe like, like next Thanksgiving or like, yeah. or, or like, like that will be the, I will have to like take over your apartment for a whole day basically. Or maybe what we'll do is we'll go to the industry. Like we'll go to the kitchen, like at my sure. house house sure. and film this. Like, but so that's, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, the Grinch is, uh, you know, he's, he's, I think he packs more punch than he looks, you know, he's the, he's, he's same with Shrek, you know, he's, he's, he's more than than uh, he is on the surface. And I think a team that sort of encapsulates encapsulates that is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, what a transition. I was like, where is he going? Yeah, you know, I, that's that's my favorite. My sweet spot is is having no idea where I'm going and then finding it, you know, the last second. Immediately. But uh, yeah, it's the- not even like a this is fine segment because actually in Pittsburgh, pretty much everything is fine. Except like- the record. And and their power play, which we'll get to. Wow. So that is the basically their Achilles heel. But the Pittsburgh Penguins, like people like like it, this is just because they are 11, 10 and two. So you would look at that and go like, oh, that's a very mid team, if you will. Yeah. Mid. mid. That's a great like, word. Like maybe not struggling, but just like mid, like right in the middle. But you look at you look under the hood a little bit, you know. You see that their heart grows three sizes or was three sizes too small. Their power play is it's three, three sizes, sizes too small. small. But like they have a plus 12 goal differential. Hey, that's good. The seventh best expected goals at five on five in the NHL as a team. Also good. Tristan Jari's rocking a nine fifteen save and percentage. scoring now. And he scored a goalie goal. <laughs> Incredible first goalie in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Shout out Tristan Jari. Said y'all aren't gonna win. I'll do Wait, it. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. Um, on top of that, every star player basically is either at a point per game or above it. Like Sidney Crosby's having a great year. Evgeny Malkin's having a great year. Eric Carlson, on top of that, is continuing to be as good, if not better, than he was last year when he scored 100 points and won the Norris. So my model has his value higher this year than last year, but the reason he won the Norris last year is because of all the points. Yes. Now, LOL, I looked this morning, and my model has Kale McCarr projected for 121 points. He's on pace for it. That is a defenseman, which would be categorically absurd that's coffee or territory that's not did like, they even get like i don't they i don't think they even reached I, that level. i think coffee did, did get, paul coffee had 120 points i think he had one jeez louise yeah or it was like the points per game because they didn't play 82 yeah it was they played like, like 74 same. or something but yeah so if you look at pittsburgh 11 
10 and 2. But five on five, they have the seventh best expected goals. And not to mention, they have the highest expected goals for created at five on five outside of Edmonton. So they're second. They're creating more than three goals per game expected at five on five this year. Rachel, we I, I just said like, oh, did Paul Coffey have a 120 point season in, in 1983-84? He put up 40 goals and 86 assists for 126 points. The next year, the, <laughs> yeah. the next year, 37 goals, 84 assists for 121 points. So he was over an assist per game. Is that good? Then the it's pretty good. Then the next year, 48 goals, 90 assists for 138 points. Paul Coffey was pretty, he was pretty good. Which makes it even funnier when, when that child was telling, I know what I'm doing, coach. Yeah. Yeah, do you? I don't know. I don't know if you know how to score like 140 points as a defenseman. Yeah. To be fair, it was the 80s, but still. But yeah, Pit- the Pittsburgh Penguins are... So, yeah, that, like, that's still you, ridiculous. You look under the hood. This is a great hockey team. It's just they're 11-10-2, and two, and it seems like their Achilles heel. It's that, that pesky power play. The thing that should be the best, because when you consider that the five players playing on their power play could be any combination of... Malkin, Crosby, Latang, Carlson, and Gensel, four of which or are Rust. slam dunk Hall of Famers. And even then you want to put Ricard Brian, Raquel. Ricard Raquel or Brian well, Rust in there? Ra- Raquel's hurt. So you put so you put it Brian, doesn't even matter. You put Brian Rust in there. He's that's a point per game player. But like this is you know how Ovechkin stayed out for two minutes still. Yeah. Stayed out as if he still doesn't do that. He does. As right? if as if anyone had a choice to pull him off the ice either way. Like, yeah. So yeah. Ovechkin, like if I'm Mike Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, I obviously consider like switching things up. I actually would consider throwing Eric Carlson below the goal line because if you look at his ability to pass the puck, you have an elite passer in the tank at the top, mm-hmm. and then you have an elite passer in Carlson below the goal line. Malkin and Crosby and Gensel in, well, Crosby obviously in the bumper. Then you have Malkin and Gensel. You now have one timer positions at four. Yeah, four different spots and you have an elite passer below the goal line i think that might be a way they could switch it up but if i'm mike sullivan i'm like you lot are out there for a minute and 45 seconds because we're loading up one unit and you're gonna figure it out and i would be holding i honestly i don't even think he needs to run it because i think sid and like those Mm. that group is pretty like accountable enough where they can go out for an hour and sort their crap out. Yeah. But I wonder if Latang at the top and Carlson at the like behind the net, basically. Good luck dealing with that passing. Well, if you're gonna have two defensemen on on one pair, you Which might. You, as, this is the exception. This you is should. the exception. Yeah. Like you might as well like switch it up. Like th- I really don't think it serves any purpose to have two like elite passers um, as defensemen like at the top, kind of. That just sort of. Like, why not? You're not taking advantage of it. It's exactly. not like a Cabaret McCabe situation where one guy's got a one-timer and the exactly. other guy only passes. Like, like it's like different. These, yeah. are two, these are two sort of, like, pass-first players. Like, like Carlson has been known for his assists, maybe not his, like, incredible goal. He still scores a lot of goals. But, but you're that's right. not his main thing. And it seemed, like, what I've noticed a lot, and, you know, our f- former uh, co-host Jesse Marshall has been banging the drum about this forever, is that, like, the way that they... You're right, like, the way that they situate themselves... They have this umbrella type thing that like goes against everything they do at five on five that works so well. Yeah. Like Jesse always like, I don't understand how the penguins at five on five, they drive to the net. They push the puck towards the net like crazy at five on five. And then the power play comes and they just get around in like this umbrella type 
sort of uh, and they shouldn't even be playing an umbrella based on the personnel they yeah, have. Exactly. it shouldn't even be an umbrella yeah but like i love that idea of of it's ba- it's almost like the the playmaking version of putting char in front of the net you know right like use the defense like you have like an elite sort of player with an elite skill set like use that skill set even if it doesn't fit the the conventional norm for what his position should be if if Eric Carlson Eric Carlson's not a conventional defenseman. No, he's not. Eric Carlson like is doing was doing like alley oop passes in the NHL. You know, like it's so if you're gonna, it's funny because yeah. we teased talking about Pittsburgh last week. Yes, and I got a DM from an AGM, mm-hmm. like an egg account that's an AGM. That's like, don't you dare discuss how to fix their power play. They don't need help. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry, we. <laughs> I didn't, um, I didn't know this, so don't come at me. Like, but you look at Pittsburgh, and it's like, okay, they're finally getting good goaltending, so yeah. that's paid off. Jeff Carter is old and dead and broken. Yeah, listen. That's we need to good. take a, We need to take a second to talk about how Jeff Carter is, like, he's playing a But regular. Riley Smith has been an unbelievable been acquisition. Oh, and that was... 10 out of 10 by Dubas and Co. there. That was, like, I like those, situa- those, those acquisitions where it's a really good team that that clearly can't um can't afford to keep their luxury pieces so you get like in no world should riley smith at, at like at cost the, you the same as nikita zadorov <laughs> less yeah like because zadorov had an extra fifth in there all that all riley smith cost was a third yeah and this is a guy who which is why for everyone like we'll talk about we're not going to talk about the deal but for everyone being like oh like they gave up absolutely nothing you could have had riley smith for zadorov yeah like <laughs> It's just I, I I think that this is listen Dubas had had a had an interesting offseason like there were some some deals that I think were really good and some deals were well I mean like the Carlson trade is just an all timer like all-time that trade. is like that will all-time. go down that like if 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 the Pens were even a little like if they were like 13, 10 and two like we would that's all or we'd thir- hear. no if they were thirteen eight and two yeah like that's basically. all we'd hear about to be to shed basically every bad contract on the roster yes give up a first. But like to shed every bad contract shed, and get Eric like Cox. like keep in mind he sh- like he shed Michael Granlin who even Oof. though even though it was only at at uh, even though it was only like for another for this year and next at five mil awful I was in I'm in the camp that like that based on his play recently that's like a top five worst contract in the league yeah because we talked about the Seth Jones and Old. all that which are bad but like dude for a team in that situation and also Jan Ruda did not sorry Alan Walsh he's not yeah Walsh not fine, very good but it just didn't work at all yeah shedding that like the the that ability he didn't give up a top prospect to he was get, like here's our first round pick because we're getting the guy who just won the Norris thank you for coming goodbye who, who also scored 100 points yeah and on top of that hey cool um he's under contract for another four years and which get, matches up I'm pretty sure to Malkin's deal matches yes. up to one of them uh, There's one of it, them. It is. That it's, I believe it's Malkins because he resigned. Not Latang's. He he signed a six year extension. That was wild. But like it's like you keep keep Latang in Pittsburgh. If you have to give him eight years, you do it. Who cares? Yeah, and then you LTIR him yes. because he's broken beyond belief and has had a stroke. Because he's already like 182 years old, yeah. and so you have yeah. But there's no excuse for a power play with that level of talent on it to be this poor. And I think when you evaluate i think they're getting too cute you need to be more direct with the puck if you're going to be creative throw carlson behind the net no team's ever done that look and pittsburgh's in a position where they could legitimately try that and because it hasn't been done before teams are going to struggle to defend it 
if they can execute it. And there's no reason to think that they shouldn't be able to execute mm-hmm. it. I, I really think that they're overthinking this. They, a little they, bit. Yeah. And, and maybe we just need to go back to like, they're losing the force in the trees here. Like they, they're Agreed. clearly trying to, you can tell like, like I, I, I weirdly tuned into the Pittsburgh Penguins just because I really like their team. And like, I see the, the, the news conferences after every game and it's kind of the same thing where like, where it's just, you can tell that they're really trying to make something work and they're pushing it. Um, whereas just let, like you have some of the most talented players who have ever stepped on a, on a hockey surface, like, you know, let them cook, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just let them cook. So the Penguins I'm, I do like to, Right off the top, your question, are they a sleeping giant? If their power play gets going, oh my God, like the league will be on notice. Dude, like league, league average for a power play is what, like 20%? Probably like maybe 19, 19 to 22. Yeah. yeah. So like, let's say they get up to 19%. That's terrifying with their five on five play. If Jari continues to play 915 hockey, that's if, terrifying. If their goaltending stays the same. Yeah. And he's a 915, but their power play improves to literally just, just smack dab league average. That's like a home ice advantage team in the playoffs. Yeah, that's second in the Metro right now. Exactly. I mean, the Devils are the Devils in are big been, trouble. The yeah. Rangers are, look fantastic. Carolina is, yeah. Washington is going to fall out. Like, let's just. <laughs> I don't know how the heck they're doing what they're doing. Uh, yeah, but, hey. it's weird. Especially because Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Oshie are their three worst players right now. Like, I don't know how that's happening. Who would have predicted Alexi that? Alexi Protoss and Anthony Mantha are their best players right now. Anthony I, Mantha, who was like a healthy scratch, scratch a lot of times last year, who they're like trying desperately. He was on that list of worst contracts in the league. Not so much this Not year. Not anymore. And like, they're getting good. They're, Pittsburgh has, yeah. like Pittsburgh could easily go on a run here if their power play hits up. Dude, easily. They, literally, if they do, the, I think if they do what you said, like, this is a this is a team that could absolutely run, like run the table throughout the rest of the year. There like we go. Get, you could be starting the playoffs at a PPG Paints Arena. Um, speaking of arenas that are be that have been decked out in interesting uh, and and awesome colors, the freaking the boss man, the Boston Bruins. You want you want to hate the Bruins, right? They because good. their owner is their owner their is owner. a crazy person. <laughs> they've been like they've been good. They've been good forever. They're very bombastic. That like. No matter which fan of which hockey team you are, the Bruins have bullied your team at some point. They also have Jack Edwards. They have Jack Edwards who's like, you know, who's basically calling opponents fat left, right, and center. <laughs> Not basically, absolutely. No, he actually is. Um, like stuff like that. They were supposed every year they're supposed to fall off, and every year they continue to be incredible. This year particularly. We like it was like this is the year, and then freaking Matthew Potra comes out of nowhere. Matty Potra. Like, you know, stuff like that. But you want to hate the Bruins, and yet everything they do off the ice, maybe not individually as a player, like specific if you wear number 17, but everything they do off the ice as a team. Want a fun story about Matty Potter quickly? Yeah, hit me. So he was drafted in 2022. I heard a couple teams were like really high on him. And then there were a couple teams that, LOL, this is not going to age well, had them on their do not draft list because he's small. Not a great look. How many times are we gonna have? Is this, this gonna happen? Like how many times? The receipts, Zach Benson, Cole Caulfield, Lane Hudson, like Lane Hudson, Cole receipt, Perfetti, like guys like that. The receipts I'm gonna have if Lane Hudson hits, and he will, are going to be absurd. Because keep in mind, I was employed yes. when this was going on. I remember you. I Frank was, Nazar was at the draft when this was happening. Lane yeah. Hudson. There are there are a few guys where if they hit the receipts I'm gonna have, like I will be able it'll be like that that king thing where they just 
With like, the scroll. Let us read. Like it. <laughs> like I, I. I. I could basically hear you yelling, yelling like "f." Like you know, except the word. Yeah. Uh, from like your the Canucks suite in the in the the Bell Center because it was like famous he's right Casey there. when the Devils took him too. I was like, damn it. Like, like how many times this happens? All, Logan Stankoven, another guy who's just like, there's no way Leading that guy. the AHL in points per game for players like under 22 or there something. There's no like way that guy should have been a second round pick. No, but he's small. But he's small. So like, you, you know, know who else is small? Who? Connor Bedard. <sighs> he went first. So I can't wait for somebody to be like, oh, he's too small to be a superstar. Cannot wait. Like I saw an argument today that he shouldn't win the Calder Trophy. And I'm like, uh, well, he's sc- going to score 40 goals. Mm. But P- I, playing so, with literally no one, it's not a yeah, discussion well, at yeah. this point. Uh, yeah, he's it, it Taylor is, Hall's out for the year, and Corey Perry is gone. He's playing with Anthony Bavillier, who is a cap dumb, and who just got there. Right. So yeah, I'm sorry, but if Connor Bedard puts up 40 goals as someone who is barely considered an adult in North America, he's winning the Calder. Yes, but I did <laughs> I did see like like at least I. If we're gonna talk, like I think he's he's definitely gonna win the Calder, but freaking Brock Faber oh. should be number two. Like he, he was not even up. available to be bet on until this morning, and now they put him on there at plus four thousand. I had him at the beginning of the year before they took him off the board at plus twelve thousand because I was like, I don't. First of all, I don't think he's gonna win, so I only put two well, bucks on it. Yeah, even just name factor, like Connor Bedard scores twenty five goals, I'll give him the Calder. Like it's yeah, yeah. but Brock Faber deserves a, a ton of credit. He he's should their absolute, best defenseman. <laughs> he should absolutely be in contention for the top five, if not being nominated. He should definitely be nominated. But like, well, he's got to continue. Well, yes, no, don't but forget I mean, there's Logan Cooley. But if it happens today. Like oh, like Brock Faber's like like the best defenseman on the on the the wild, wild. Right now. yeah. There's so there's Connor Bedard, He's 19, but then there's he? Logan Cooley, who's got the name factor. You've yes. got Brock Faber, Joseph Wall. Don't forget is a rookie. It's true, right? That that's a huge issue. If Devin Levi comes back up and takes the Sabers on a run into the playoffs, you can bet your bottom dollar he's going to be in there, right? You. I think the Anaheim guys are going to drop out, but watch out for Leo Carlson because he looks fantastic. Leo Carlson won't get known because he won't play enough, like because of this, because of his uh, uh, back load, and forth. like load management. But like he might end up being the second best player in the draft. Speaking of which, and hey, he was picked second overall, so there you go. But speaking of which, um, with Devin, Devin Levi, did you see uh, <laughs> the Eagle Head? He's standing like like this <laughs> with like this this. I dude, whatever that is the, not sanitary. By the way, it's not definitely even not. Whatever the whatever the whatever the Rochester Americans are doing down there, keep doing it because their their thing basically is after the game, like you know, like the Leafs have the belt where you get like the wrestling belt, and for the, the, the game. Rangers have the Kepi. They, they have like the Broadway cap. The, yeah, the Broadway uh, cap. Uh, I believe the the Golden Knights. It's either the Golden Knights or the Penguins have like a gladiator helmet kind of you put on. Yeah, the, the Rochester Americans is this like eagle mascot head. That you put on, and so all I saw was Devin Levi. Like he's in half of his equipment, and then he's just got this the head of an eagle after he Looks put up like an incredible performance. It's great, but Let's I guess get back circling to- back to the Boston Bruins. So the NA, we we've all we love to point out the fact that the NHL basically like banned well not basically they banned special uh, specialty jerseys. So yeah, like pride jerseys. They even told players they couldn't use pride tape until Travis Dermott called them on the called their Travis bluff Dermott, on that one. A guy one. on a two way deal apparently <laughs> topples the NHL's like crazy. Um, and so if you looked at it, so the the Boston Bruins had their their pride night last night, um, and 
Let's, just, their arena staircase was painted in the pride colors. So the organization like the as a whole said, bet. It looked like <laughs> Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. Like it looked, right. it was, it was amazing. See, I actually know what that reference is. There you go. Is. All That's right. the only one I know. But like, and then, so Jake DeBrusque, Brad Marchand, Charlie McElroy, all Linus Allmark, tape. all using pride tape in warm-up. And but. then Morgan Geeky, God bless that boy, said, F your, F your rules and put the, he used pride tape as shin pad as tape. A so- on his socks. So yeah. You, there was no getting around it. You were going to see it because mm-hmm. he's a center. So he's taking draws. And when you have to zoom in on the player taking the draw, guess where their sticks resting on their shin pads. Yep. So <laughs> brilliant by him. Just out of 10. look, the, the, the Bruins, they just, they did everything right this weekend because oh, they nailed it because everything. not only did they, did they nail like everything. And I want to give a shout out to uh Chanel Keenan um, queen sh- shout out. That's our girl. She was on the, the, the Nesson broadcast, you know, an, an advocate for, for basically to make hockey accessible to everybody. Like, um, and have you seen her Twitter where it's like, she can barely get tickets to a Bruins game. Cause she has to buy the accessibility ones. Yeah. And like most of the time those either aren't available or they're astronomically they're crazy expensive. expensive. So for her to go on the broadcast representation matters. And like, think about how many like little girls who or are little in, boys in are going to see that, in, that yeah. are in wheelchairs that are going to be like, Hey, like, there's a spot for me to, and for Chanel to be the voice of it, like couldn't have anybody better. Exactly. So I want to give a huge shout. And she did, she killed it. She like, she crushed did a, it as usual. This person like, like, like Chanel is just like, she is the poise of a broadcast veteran, you know, like, yeah. it's incredible. But, and even on the ice, you, so, you know, the, the, the Bruins, their heart and soul basically respectively retires in this season. Bergeron. You know, yeah. Bergeron and Krejci, the heart and the soul, or you could mix whatever, and match yeah. whatever one. Um, so Brad Marchand, the guy's been there forever. Uh, uh, he gets the he gets the captaincy, and he's not only is he producing great, but Brad Marchand this weekend scores the OT winner on Saturday night against the Leafs. Yep. So in uh, uh, in Toronto. Um, so that's a that's a very key. Uh, that's a that's a key. Point it's a to key pick game. Up too it's a key game. Because yeah. They were so, the the Bruins are only six points ahead of the Leafs. That could be whittled down to two with yeah. a regulation win. But then again, it's the Leafs. They're not going to win a regulation. Yeah. <laughs> um, not allowed. But then. Uh, so then they they travel. They play a back to back. So they travel back to Boston. Yeah, back to back with travel. And Brad Marchand scores a natural hat trick uh, on Sunday. And to top it all off, and and he's doing it with a heavy heart because his grandmother passed away on Friday. So this guy scores four goals in the span of twenty four hours yeah. after his grandmother passes away. The twenty four hours before that. Yeah, man, talk about heart. Like that is. For the That's pesky, a Bruin. The pesky nonsense that we deal with all the time for no matter what, the way he handled the Lucic situation, the way he was part of the whole Mitchell Miller situation, this kind of stuff. Like you want to talk about Boston Bruin. Mm-hmm. That guy's a Bruin. I, Charlie McAvoy going out of his way to donate a bunch of stuff and being an advocate yeah. for uh, people um, that are underprivileged. Like he's getting to see after Marshawn. You want to talk about picture like picture perfect Boston Bruins? There's two right there. Yeah, like believe me, I was I was in that scrum. I was asking him questions, Brad Marchand, in that Mitchell Miller situation, and he, him, Bergeron, and Felino were the three guys that they sent out there. And good choice. All three of those guys were they like you could not have 
aspect because a they they kept management accountable because they didn't just be they didn't swipe under the sweep under the rug but they're also like we believe in our culture here we're gonna uh, it was great um all right and it's clearly a very good one because when you've got that many players saying screw your rules we're gonna break them anyways i find that and culture, dare gary bettman to yes. find jeremy jacobs good luck oh, with that no one. way um but like i find like culture i think is maybe the most overused word in in hockey today like every every time there's a new hire in any way, it's All like, culture. oh, we got it. We got to instill a new culture. And I, 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 I bet if you ask those people, like what culture means, like to define what they think culture, I means, was part of the whole culture yeah, situation. Exactly. Yeah. Like they wouldn't really know or they can they, confirm. Exactly. Yes. You can confirm that. <laughs> can confirm. But like the Bruins, when you talk about culture, like they set the standard. Oh, there's from the owner down, there is a way you do and do not do things. And if you do not do those things, you will not be a Bruin. And that's why the Mitchell Miller thing was so surprising is because it was the last team you would expect to pull that crap. And good on their leadership for being like, this is not it. okay with they us. They held them accountable and it was embarrassing and they took their lumps and, you know, like crazy. Um, All right. The Canucks acquired Nikita Zadorov. You know. AGM Dan Milstein. Like, like for did real. you hear him make a joke on the radio he's like they can't afford they can't me afford me true yeah. well <laughs> no team can with Kuzme- how much money that guy makes like kuzmenko uh uh Mikheyev, like everybody he really is he was the he's he also was- kucherov and vasilevsky's agent yes. that right any, there any is- russian player you can assume that dan milstein is except their agent ovechkin except yeah. ovechkin um but yeah just a remarkable uh uh remarkable agent man i will never forget him <laughs> him spoiling um, spoiling the news that the Leafs were calling up Igor Korshkov for his NHL debut, like I, very very funny. Um, but anyway, uh, uh so they acquire noted client Nikita Zadorov, yes. who then proceeded to play his first game against Calgary. Yes, like the which next is day. hilarious. But Nikita Zadorov is such a great personality. Like I read the piece he did with Chris Faber, mm-hmm. who's now Canucks in house. I it's propaganda yeah um any team that has that like well yeah that's like, exactly it's... what it is um and that's fine you can do that i don't care if you're in you're any every team has an in-house journalist and they they all have to be very uh yeah you have to be everything gets like that's the job exactly you know? and i thought chris did a really good job of like pulling out zadorov's personality and that is what faber is really good at like mm. he gets players to say things they they generally wouldn't say yeah and i thought he did a really great job of pulling out zadorov's personality and and that was i thought it was a fantastic profile and and a really great way for a team to introduce like their newest acquisition um however the best part of all of this far and away not even close is we get a chaos draft pair that's all i care the fact that they yes the fact that they paired nikita zadorov with fellow gigantic human being tyler myers together into a pair that is oh, combined is over 13 feet tall is unbelievable. Did you see what the stanchion two? called them? What they call them? The zoo line. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> why it that, that's a phenomenal, but and I, I can't remember who did it, but it was on the broadcast. Okay. S- someone called the play by play guy on the broadcast called them the twin towers. <laughs> No! Like, don't do no! 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 You're not allowed. You called them Just, the Twin Towers, and no! I was like, the second I heard that, I'm like, uh. <laughs> That's I called them the Chaos Towers. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Yeah. We're not gonna call them the Twin Towers, like, guys. Oh please. man. 
Um, but yeah, look. I'm looking forward to just the chaos. The chaos that yeah. comes with it. You know what? They might be good. They might not be. Either way, it's going to be entertaining. They have a whopping even strength sample size of 11 and a half minutes together. So we're not going to draw any Which I think we can we can, can can you know conclusively say that it's a success after that sample size because they had they had almost an 80% expected goals at there we 5 go. on 5 with them. So hey, shot like wipe our hands. Great start. They are uh, uh, this is clearly the the uh, uh, the top pair that will lead this team into the, into contention. Yeah, no, they have no other defenseman that can help them out. Not at all. Zero. No. No. I you know what? Like I I, I'm just here for the chaos. That's all I, I care it. about. It's entertainment for me, whether it's good or bad. I just it's love, gonna be funny. I just love that anytime that pairing hits the ice, anything can happen. Liter- like, there is a non-zero chance that in a whistle gets blown and it's number 57, two minutes for interference and number 16, two minutes for roughing. He's number Canucks 91 are, now. Or 91. Yeah. Like the Canucks are, are now have to kill a two minute five on three because their entire D pair took a penalty. Like there's a non zero chance that occurs and that's the chaos that I'm here for. Yeah. Um, that's uh, like, that's the entertainment factor here. That's all I want. Yeah. You'll either, you'll either see like an incredible job of breaking up a pass with like the crazy reach that both these guys have, or you'll see two just massive human beings standing still <laughs> As or you'll like, see them both at the same time running around for big hits. Yeah, they'll see them both in the same corner trying to hit the same guy. Like it's, I love it. It's great. Like uh, we need more entertainment there. And then finally, uh, right before we start recording, the the Winnipeg Jets uh, they signed Nito Niederreiter to a three year uh, contract extension worth four mil. Uh, so that's there in and about what my model had mm-hmm. on a three year deal. I think I had it at like three point. I want to say like eight seven or something like that mm-hmm. and last time i looked i didn't look this morning but give me fuel give me fire give me nino, nino Nita Nita rider. rider absolutely like 14 points in 20 games the thing is is like he's actually fit in really well there like he's been able to kind of be like <laughs> no pun intended a swiss army knife for them um because he's like he's not on the top line obviously that top line's performing incredibly well but whether he's on the third line or the second line like he's had a really good year and he's been good in his own zone he's been good on the power play he's been good at even strength so he's like this contract is well earned and i feel like it's kind of a signal that winnipeg feels like they've got something here right you've got the shafley hellebuck deals Mm -hmm. now you've got the niederreiter deal which isn't going to prohibit them from cole perfetti uh like that kind of josh morrissey's locked Mm -hmm. in i believe kyle connor's still locked in oh yeah yeah right so you look at it and it kind of just seems like, okay, we're, we're handing the team over to like younger players, but we still value the older players, right? You've got Adam Lowry in there, but you know that guys like Dylan Sandberg and Cole Perfetti and like they're, it's kind of their opportunity now to step up because the big money isn't going to the Nino Niederreiters of the world. He's getting a very modest contract, which for a, middle six player that's about what you want to pay like, kyle, kyle connor by the way he's making like 7.1 that's he's got steal. three more years yeah, that's left, including this one he's gonna double that on his next you know what really <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy yeah if the cap goes yeah. the way that it should but you know what like what what i what i really like about this is a like you look at his underlying numbers 56.86 uh percent expected goals 54.62 percent yep. scoring chances for and then with him on the ice, the Jets have outscored their opponents at five on five, 16 to seven. So that's, you know, that's over double the amount of. Day, pretty 
take it. You score over two times more goals uh, than you give up when this guy's on the ice. He's he his like two way ability in that forward group has added a ton to their improved team defense this year. Yep. I think also taking Blake Wheeler out of that situation has helped out a lot too. A little bit. Um, but what I like about this the most, I would say, is that this is a very good player in the middle of like, like, yes, I would say maybe after you're in thir- you're 30 years old, it's maybe not your like prime prime, but still in the middle of his like productive years. Yeah, still very, a useful player. Still a very useful player who clearly likes Winnipeg and didn't charge them a Winnipeg tax to re-sign and re-sign for multiple years. That You know what? That's a great point. You there was don't see that happen. No Winnipeg tax on Connor Hellebuck. Yep. No Winnipeg no. tax on Shifley. Uh, it was a little bit of an overpayment, but I don't think it was an, in a, like a, I think, I think any other like team a, would have given him that. Exactly. You know, so I don't think it's a Winnipeg tax. You're right. No Winnipeg tax on Josh Morrissey. Nope. No Winnipeg tax on Kyle Connor. Yep. No Winnipeg tax on, on Ehlers. On Ehlers. Definitely not on Ehlers. Like he's making way less yeah. than he should. And Niederreiter. Now, Connor and uh, Ehlers were RFA. So we'll see when they get to mm. UFA, if there's a Winnipeg tax, but I think it's a great sign that, I mean, we're talking. The best player on their team is Connor Hellebuck, and he didn't take it. So you can comfortably, if you're Kevin Shoveldayov, you could say he didn't do it. So we're not doing it for you because yeah. you do not bring the value that he brings. And also, he resigns in December. Like he resigns, like basically Just, as soon as he can. Yeah. Like this is a this is a really. If I'm the Jets, I'm really encouraged by this. That's it's a really positive sign, and I'm yeah. I'm really happy to see that. I mean, there's a ton of like really positive stuff going on in Winnipeg. You look at who they have coming. Yeah. Right. You got Rutger McGroarty, Brad Lambert. Um, there's a defenseman that I am. They have Chaz Lucius as well. Uh, Chaz they? Lucius. Yeah. And then there's another defenseman that I'm thinking about. It's not Billy Hinola. It's another one. <laughs> it's, Billy um, there's being, a lot. Yeah. Billy Hinola has been coming forever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know, but there's, there's a lot of positive stuff going on. And, Rutger McGrory is effectively going to be the Blake Wheeler in terms of like what he brings to the team Mm -hmm. when Blake Wheeler was with the Thrashers slash the early Jets. So they've just uh, Blake Wheeler's out. Rutger McGrory is going to come in after this year. Like a a, one eighth of the price, basically. Yeah, it's going to be I I really like the direction. I think Winnipeg has drafted exceptionally well Mm -hmm. lately and they're reaping the rewards for that. Now they're kind of showing, okay, like. We can retain our guys and we can kind of get moving in this positive direction. Like the coming out party of Cole Perfetti this year has been, been great. I, I love it. I'm, and he's doing this averaging less than uh, he's averaging like 14 minutes a night. I would like a Cole Perfetti Jersey. That's I want like the, the reverse retro Cole Perfetti Jersey. I don't want that air force one. I think those are super ugly. The only thing they just like the, the thing to make this all great is to go back to the old jets design. Oh, they do that. And then like Winnipeg is instantly like one coyotes of the most... go back to the old coyote, like the Kachina. Yeah. And like, and it's like the best decision. Exactly. They've made. It's literally, literally like think about how many people bought jerseys that would never have purchased one. I have one like uh, P Blackburn has one. Kaylee Sibley has one. I Kaylee know. Sibley like, has yeah. one. Like there's a bunch of, I think Kaylee Chung has one too. I'm sure. Um, yeah. You're going to get people to buy them. I, if the Winnipeg Jets went back to their Jets uniforms, I would, my bank account information would be on that store so quickly. Like, I'd be like, give me it now, now, now. Like, yeah. that's, that's where I'm at with that. In the same way that, like, once the Leafs came with a better looking Maple Leaf. Yes. God bless Brendan Shanahan for making that change. Like, don't change that. They, I, I the, the only change they should make is they should make the reverse retros from last year, like a third jersey. 
Oh, those, those were, were they wore them for two so games. Nice. They wore them for two games. It's that's a travesty. One of the games was with the Borea patch on it too. Yeah, that was I have the Borea patch. Incredible, like incredible. I, that's yeah. So the Jets need to go back to their old uniforms. But it's yes. nice to see though that teams are willing or players are willing to re-sign there and not yeah. having them pay a premium because I they're a good hockey team. The UFA good UFAs re-sign. Well, like in the middle of the season for no Winnipeg tax because they believe in the city. That hasn't really they happened. retained Shifley yes. and Hellebuck. Yep. That's a big one. You know, it, it's a really it, things are going well. in Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck would be a New Jersey Devil by now oh, if yeah. he hadn't resigned because the Devils goaltending is uh, bad. It's what's and keeping now them they're without Dougie Hamilton for like potentially the rest of the year. Prote- yeah. yeah. Like torn, torn pectoral. Is, like that is tough. Yeah. yeah, and they were missing Jack Hughes for a little bit. Like they, Jack and Nico are back doing Jack and Nico things. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's, it's tough, Alex man. Holtz looks like he's sort of found his footing here. But that D, like when you look at it, Jonas Siegenthaler is having the worst year of his career. Yes. They're without Damon Severson, who whether you whatever you thought of him, they could be using he him right eight now. Minutes, mm. po- like, and was a net positive. Sadly, so. he's out for a while too. He's out for the next six weeks, right? So it's, but like, yeah, I I think at the end of the day. The Devils are in trouble here a little bit. The Devils are in trouble. We might have to have an interesting conversation about them maybe next episode. Um, But yeah, anyway, so it's the logical end of the podcast, I'd say. But so thank you for tuning in. Um, We will be back, uh, obviously, on Thursday. We got the the latest episode of Mike's Meals for One dropping on Saturday. So check out the YouTube for that. Um, We'll be doing our weekly stream. Uh, I'll be doing, I will be, from from here on out, we will be, I will be doing the, uh, the Arkham, the Batman Arkham trilogy starting with Arkham Asylum on stream. Uh, so that'll be fun. We'll be doing that probably Friday or Thursday, depending on which one works. And also, I'm going to learn how to play. And I will and I will bring the old PS5 over here for a fun holiday-themed me teaching Rachel how to play video games. <laughs> Rachel learns how to play NHL 24. How quickly can the controller break? Exactly. Uh, also, those are expensive controllers, so do not break it, please. <laughs> um, Damn. But uh, yeah, so th- that's all fun. And before we leave as well, Jumpstart, our charity of choice. We love them. Donate. Help kids participate in team sports. Uh, They very much need that. uh, And sometimes you can't afford it. Jumpstart helps that. So please donate their charity of choice. We'll see you on Thursday.